people in in the gym when it's for, for sparring really we do a few fitness sessions with the other lads but we don't do a lot of boxing sessions with the other lads I mean over the years he has mixed in with a few he's done a bit of sparring with my other lads and they've done a couple of rounds in and out with him because he's one of these fighters David <laughs> after four or five rounds he starts beating you up you know what I mean he's that physically strong and wears you down he's that sort of kid so um, I haven't really been using a lot of my fighters but no, everybody gets some well with him. He's, he's a great lad to have around the gym and he's, he's a big name and a lot of the lads uh, respect him and look up to him. Uh, and he lives when he's training in, in Newark, does he? He don't live with me, no. He's, he's, uh, we, when he first came over, he was he couldn't speak a word of English five years ago or six years ago now. So Neil got him an English teacher and he was staying at an hotel called the Dane Court in Newark. They were feeding him three times a day and, and he was living there basically for six, seven weeks before a fight, uh, obviously training with me, but the cost of it was extortion. It was getting expensive and that. And funny enough, he'd become quite friendly with uh, his Russian teacher and her family. So he's ended up staying there now for, for his camps. Um, obviously, they've got the same mentality, obviously the same culture and that. So it works better for him and they get on really well. And since he's been staying there, he's, he's really enjoyed it and it's made my life a bit easier as well. Excellent. Thanks, Carl. No problem. Thanks, Ron. If we go to Matt from Behind the Gloves next, please. Hiya, Carl. Appreciate your time, bud. Hiya, mate. Um, coming into this fight on Saturday then, um, what weaknesses do you specifically see in Josh Kelly that David can exploit? Is it just purely down to experience and who he's been in with in comparison to Josh? No, I mean, obviously, they're, they're two main, main factors, but... Um... I just don't feel that David, that, that Josh can can live with David's uh, intensity and his pace and the way he boxes and and how hard he is to the body. I mean, you've seen it with Josh before. He'll fight in bursts and then he'll want to have a rest for a, for a thirty seconds. You know what I mean? He'll get on his bike and do his showboating and and not throw hardly any punches. And then he'll come back and have a burst. Well. He's not going to be able to do that with David. You know what I mean? David's a, a, an aggressive, hard punching. Punches are with both fans solid and he'll be on him like a rash. And I just don't think that Josh will be able to live with, with David's intensity. So looking at the current landscape of the welterweight division, it's always red hot. David's currently a European champion. I know you won't be looking past Josh whatsoever, but providing he does get the victory on Saturday... If there's anywhere welterweight in the world you would like to see him in with, some of the current world champions, who would you want to see him in with? Well, I mean, I think he deserves he deserves a, a, a probably a, a world title for, or at least a final eliminator. Um, I mean, you've got to remember this would be his third defence of the European title. He's already been at world level. He's obviously come back down to European level when people thought he were finished after Kavalowski's defeat. So... I think he deserves another crack at a world title. I mean, I'm not really bothered who. It just depends who, who, who obviously we can get. But um, one fight that really eats away at him is the Kavalowski's defeat. So, depending where Kavalowski's is at the time, I mean, that could even be made for for an eliminator for a world title because I mean, he went nine rounds with Terence Crawford, and he's come back off. A, he's come back with a couple of wins, so he's going to be back in the picture as well. He's highly ranked across the board. So David liked to put that one, reverse that decision. But listen, other than that, we'll just have open to any big fight after this. I mean, final eliminator or even a world title fight. No worries, bud. Appreciate your time and good luck for Saturday. Thank you.
Thanks, Matt. If we go to Devinder Powell next for the boxing voice. Just got to go off mute, doing that. There you go. No, I should use it. There you go. Hey, Carl, you okay? How you doing? You okay? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, so, yeah, the question for me was, considering how many times this fight's been postponed, rearranged, postponed, rearranged, um, Neil Marsh was obviously upset and, and your plans have changed. Um, what kind of things have you been doing in, in terms of prepping David for this? Because you've had so many dates. I mean, I know you trained with, you train currently with Eka Wasserman as well. And have you changed the game plan up slightly? Or is it still going to be the same plan, game plan come Saturday night? No, I've, like I've said to people, I mean, we haven't really had to change a lot because we know what we're getting with Josh Kelly. Um, I just think that the postponements made David more of an angry fighter, mate. He wants to, you know what I mean? Whether it's sort of not all been Josh's fault, I know obviously we've had the COVID and that, but you got to remember David comes over from Russia. He, gives, he, he leaves all his family behind. He gives everything up. He's had to spend all Christmas and New Year with me in England. Um, so, obviously, back to your, back to your question, we haven't really had to change anything. We know what we're going to do. We've been working. I mean, I've had twenty six weeks with David for this one person. With all the pullouts, I've worked out we've done twenty six weeks worth of training for this one fighter. You know what I mean? So, I feel like we've covered everything really, and um, there's not much more we can do. I mean, listen, if you get yeah, it's been, he's been beat by the better man, but I can't say as a trainer, there's nothing much more I can do. I mean, I've had 26 weeks of work on everything possible. So let's just see. Good stuff. Best of luck on uh, Saturday night. No problem. Thank you. Next, if we go to Boxing UK, please, Steve. Hi, Carl. It's Steve from Boxing UK. Hi, mate. You OK? Yeah, nice to see you again. Um, you, mate? Carl, a lot of people are asking what David's game plan will be on Saturday, but are you prepared for Josh Kelly's game plan? Do you think it's going to be the same Josh Kelly that we've seen before? I don't know. I mean, listen, however I think Josh can approach the fight, I just don't think he'll be able to beat Dave unless he's a different animal to what I've seen in his previous contest because I don't think he'll be able to push David back. I just don't think he's strong enough. I don't think he can sustain the, sustain the pressure. If he gets on the back foot, you can only move for a certain length of time with the likes of David because he'll hunt you down and he'll be pushing you back in that. And you, you've got to be some sort of fighter to be able to keep someone like David off for 12 rounds. So we're prepared, prepared for a, a Josh to come and have a fight or Josh to get on the back foot and box him. Um, you know what I mean? I think he... I don't know what sort of game plan they've got, but I'd be very, very surprised if they try and meet David head on. Just a final one from me, Carl. Uh, there were some very quick, unsubstantiated rumours yesterday that Adam Booth had COVID and the fight was off again. When can fans rest assured that this is definitely happening? Well, listen, I've heard that Adam's already had COVID a long time. You know what I mean? So he's OK. Um, I think it was just rumours again. I mean, this is what it's crazy game, isn't it? I mean... I in bed last night and I woke up this morning to alert. No idea, mate. No idea. But I'll be absolutely devastated if he has. Um, but now I think rest assured we're, we're going to be okay, mate. As long as we, we pass the test, we've had the COVID test, we've got no symptoms whatsoever. So fingers crossed that we're all good.
Lovely. Good luck, Carl. Take care. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Steve. Um, if there's no more questions for Carl, we'll let him get off. I'll just wait one moment in case there's any last-minute questions that come through. Yeah, I've got one, Dan. Yeah, do you want to jump in, mate, to finish things off, and then we'll get Josh on. Cheers. Perfect. Hello, Carl. How are you doing? How are you doing? All right. Yeah, good, mate. Um, in terms of, you mentioned, obviously, last time round is meant to be a couple of years ago, and you've seen the changes since the loss to Kevin what has changed in David's mentality going into this fight with the frustration as well thrown in there? I think mentally he's become a different person. Um, it really, saying about that defeat, he was heartbroken. Um, and I've changed things up in training a little bit more. I mean, it was always a small wall to David. He was given out of a lot of size away on the night. I mean, I can remember when, the, when he was boxing a few years back, Cavalier's competing, and he was putting half a stone on after the weigh-in. Them guys was putting like eighteen pound on, you know what I mean? There was real. So we've changed the rehydration now. It's, it's, we've changed the training program. Um, I've got him eating a bit more and and doing a lot more strength work in that. So he'll get in the ring a lot bigger now than what he has it than what he used to do. So that's one thing you learn from the Kavalowskis. I mean, the size difference was ridiculous, and and that defeat hurt him, and he's he's come back a completely different fighter. Perfect, top man, Carl. Let you go. No worries, mate. Thanks for your time, Carl. We'll uh, 